And welcome to Un Beyond Mindset. I am your host, Marisol Uribe, aka Enfermera Marisol. And for those of you that don't know, this podcast name was inspired by my song, Un Beyond. Please find it on Apple Music and purchase it for 99 cents so you can understand more so of the background of the intentions of this podcast. It is dedicated to all those who want more for themselves. And with that being said, without further ado, today's guest is Adam Parr. Adam is the host and founder of the Parsitivity Podcast. You can find it on Spotify. It's uh, great to be a guest on your show. It's my pleasure to have you. So to start, let me just ask you, what does one billion mindset mean to you? Un billion mindset. You know, one billion mindset to me is, you know, it's a state of mind really, isn't it, I think, and to strive towards something. Exactly. And I know you've worked with a lot of people, uh, both in the mental health slash behavioral space. And you've also interviewed, we were talking before the show, more than 300 guests. And so all those 300 people have strong suits and weaknesses and struggles and pains that I'm sure a lot of them have found a lot of purpose in. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, most definitely. I think, you know, by talking to other people, you, you see what their story is, the things that they've gone through and their struggles and their successes and their paths, really. And I think, you know, when you talk to different people from different backgrounds, different parts of the world, um, different ages, you kind of see, you know, that, you know, we're just people, people at the end of the day. And, you know, anything's kind of possible, really. And, you know, just because you know, certain things happen in people's lives, you know, it kind of puts things into perspective, you know, for, for you know, maybe our, ourselves sometimes when we're going through things. Uh, what's been the biggest takeaway that you've gotten from all these interviews so far? I think learning about people, you know, and adding value to others, if that makes sense. And I think it's helped me become a better listener. It made me, you know, kind of think about my path and what I'm doing. Yeah, definitely. I know for a fact that the more interviews that I listen to, the more perspectives that I get into my toolbox. And just for new people who have a lot of skill, a lot of talent and don't know how to monetize, what would you recommend they start with? You know, you don't need all the equipment straight away. I think it's just merely documenting content, really. And, it, you know, it depends on your situation. If you can afford a microphone, buy a microphone. You know, if you can't afford it, you know, use whatever microphone that you have. You know, when I started, I had my mobile phone and I was just talking into it like this, you know, in my car. So, I mean, I didn't have the budget to begin with to get a microphone. Over time, I did. So, you know, it's documenting and just starting, really. And, you know, monetizing, it's, it's, a, it's something that I'm still learning. And, you know, monetizing, you could have a, a PayPal people can donate money to. You could probably get in selling new merchandise, T-shirts, 
you know, having your logo on different things and also monetizing there's, you know, marketing or getting sponsors, you know, through your podcast. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of things you can do, but it's, I think, you know, starting out, you could just say, here's my PayPal or you can donate to support my channel kind of thing. Really. That's be a good starting point. I've reached out to people wondering, you know, how they started out and they've said, well, I have some digital content. I offer one-on-one coaching and by now monetize my YouTube channel. So there's so many ways. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it comes down to consistency and really pitching what it is that you have. So out there, because, you know, if you're not pitching it, you're not putting it out there, or you're not, you know, connecting with other people, then you're just going to struggle really. But I think, you know, things take time, but you've got to put in that effort, that consistency to keep that momentum going. Um, I want to congratulate you because of all the people that you've had on the show and all the listeners that I'm sure have benefited from that. But another topic that I want to get into, because I know you're a great listener and I know your strong suit is interpersonal relationships. I also want to congratulate you and get into just the whole for the single people out there and for those who are in a relationship and may or may have some communication conflicts. What have been, first of all, how long have you been in a relationship? And when there is a conflict, how have you found it best to communicate? Do you have any strategies, any tips that you could share with the listeners? Yeah, no, really great questions. And, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, you thanking me on open. And, yeah, I, I've been in a relationship just about a year now. It was my anniversary recently with my girlfriend. So we've been together for about a year. And, well, we got to go in the second of October. It was about a year and a week, pretty much. Um, but I would say, like, you know, any, I think all relationships have times where it's difficult. And I think, men and women, we might communicate differently sometimes, or we sometimes we might be wanting to say something, but we don't say it. So we might behave in a certain way. We might be passive or we might say something like, we're very good at being sarcastic in the UK. So we might say something like sarcastic because deep down we feel X, Y, Z, but we're not vocalizing the main point. So sometimes, you know, in relationships, you can clash. But I mean, I think a great point of dealing with things or resolving conflicts or moving forward is talking about things and talking about things in the moment. Possibly if you can be in in that face-to-face environment or if something comes up for you, because sometimes over text, things might get blurred. You might send a message and a text message and it gets misread or misperceived by the other person and that other person then starts you know probably reacting from that yeah overthinking so i mean clear communication in the moment i think is key like here we have sarcasm too um and that's difficult to overcome for some more than others is actually expressing your emotions right and uh, maybe how you were brought up has something to do with it. Who are your mentors, if you have any, on relationships? Some people just have business mentors and they haven't really dived into the 
emotional intelligence aspect, which I, I know you've studied a lot, just either from reading books, your previous industry, current industry, and interviewing all your guests, is okay, what are the conflicts and how have they been successful with solving them? What other takeaways have you learned from your guests? Yeah, I think, you know, it's all different parts of, I think, my life and, and experiences and, you know, failures in relationships or making mistakes and then learning from whatever people have, you know, achieved or struggled with. I think it all kind of blends into one. But I think, um, you know, takeaways, if I was to go from guests, uh, guests that I've had on, is, you know, there's, I, I've spoken to people who started from nothing, people who've had a lot of setbacks, people who've had a lot of, you know, challenges, whether that's with their mental health, whether that's with them growing up, or they've had disabilities, or they've had, um, you know, they've fallen on hard times and been in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, one guy, um, I can't remember his surname, but his, I think his name was Adam, and he he ended up get, getting into jail because he basically got done for armed robbery and he robbed the bank. Mm-hmm. And he got sent away for about, I think, 25 years. It was a long time that he did. And he came out just when the COVID pandemic happened. So he came out when we was all, you know, into lockdown, into COVID. And, and he had to lock down again. Yeah, so he had to then lock down again. So he came out of prison into like, you know, okay, what's all this now? So, I mean, when things started opening up a bit, again, bit by bit, he um, he was obviously trying to get employed, get into employment. Curious, how did he, he learn getting... to, to get out of that shell, right? That secluded shell and talk to people again, conversate. Yeah, so he had to, I think he did a lot of work on himself in prison. You know, I think he started reading the Bible and he started working on himself and really, like, you know, learn what he did was wrong. And he's now like a drug and alcohol, like, youth worker helping people who are, who are in hard times. And he he had a lot of people reject him and not want to take him on because of his past. But because something's happened in the past doesn't necessarily mean that's who you are today. So. He now helps yes. people. Yes. Let me just pause on that. Let's, that's worth repeating. No matter what you did in the past, that does not mean that's who you are today. Every day, you can reinvent yourself, recreate yourself, get new goals, meet new people, and have them together with you get you closer to that purpose, whatever that is for you. And whatever that is for them. Pave your own way and you give yourself the chance to create that digital piece, to write that book, to be on that show, because not even the sky is a limit. And that's something I've heard over and over again said in different ways. Uh, but you can definitely create the life of your dreams. You just have to be bold enough to to chase it, right? Mm. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's it's chasing it, you know, taking action. And, you know, a lot of the time, you know, and I think some of the people I talk to my my day job that I do, um, people don't know what they want to do. They don't know where, what direction they want to go into. 
And I've been there myself and I know what it's like to not know what you want to do. And you're just doing things for the time being. But I think, you know, everything that you do is a stepping stone building onto the next thing, if that makes sense. And we don't ever really kind of stop. And it's okay to not know what you want to do, who you want to be. And I think there's a lot of pressure yeah. on people to figure that out. Be, be patient with yourself. Yeah, if you're listening to this right now and you feel overwhelmed and you don't know what to do, just be patient with yourself, number one. But at the same time, have some urgency to read and learn and meet new people and develop because that's what's a stepping stone, a valid stepping stone to get you to another level. Yeah, and it's that that process and that journey. And people like to see that journey, if that makes sense. People... A lot of the time, only see what is a happening. Oh, certainly. Or where else. Yeah, I know for a fact that your worst moment can turn into your best story. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, if I think about some of that, you know, something significant happened in my past, and I think, well, if that hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. You know. Do you mind sharing that, Adam? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know if I shared with you when I spoke to you in the past, or I don't know if you're aware of. But I, yeah, basically, when I was around 13 years old, I um, was messing around with people. You know, I was kind of in the wrong crowd. I was kind of like not really thinking about where I was going or what I was doing. I was kind of fueled by my ego. You know, I was kind of one of the cool kids, so to speak, at school. And I ended up basically like climbing on a roof and falling through a skylight and falling about 14, 15 feet. Wow. And then ended up, you know, being in shock and I cut my arm open and things like that. But cut a long story short, from that experience, you know, I had PTSD, anxiety, depression, and it made me reevaluate what I was doing, where I was going. You know, and, and I lost that trust in myself and, the, you know, the world, really, because, you know, I, I, I felt like I messed up and I felt, I felt like I let my family down. And, you know, it was a difficult time. So from all that, it made me think more about, you know, mental health, you know, and, and things like that. So I think, you know, connecting the dots, if I connect the dots back from where I am now, back to, you know, back then. And the work that I do now, I think, you know, it's all kind of come full circle, really. And through that experience, I'm able to have, like, you know, certain insights to connect to people, have that empathy um, and help other people and relate to them, if that makes sense. Thank you for being vulnerable with your clients to that point, right? Sometimes you do have to revisit that scene, but it's to equip you to equip them. So they know that they could get out of it too. Whatever it is, rough patch, whatever rut that they got themselves into. Sometimes we believe that we deserved it or that that other person deserved it. So that's what they got, right? But it's a lot of growth that would have to come into solving that. What is, what is your take on that as to... Why do you think people think that they deserve it? And do we, in a way, 
consciously or unconsciously take part in a lot of our consequences? Yeah, I think, you know, it depends on people's belief systems, I think, and their upbringing um, and whether people, some people might think they deserve certain things happening to them. You know, that kind of ties into self-doubt, you know, and how we think about ourselves. So sometimes people might think, oh, well, you know, I deserve that thing that happened, depending on what it is. But I think, like, ultimately, you know, we have a choice to see a way through. And you might talk to people who are going through something and there might be, you know, kind of self, it might tie into self-pity, self-doubt. Oh, it's okay for that person because they've got it all figured out. And, you know, you you have a choice really what you want to do and, and see a way forward. And there is help out there. There is support out there. And, you know, you, we are far, we're more stronger than we think. That makes sense. We're, we're very, Absolutely. very... Absolutely. Yeah, we are more stronger than we think, and we are our biggest obstacle, but we could also be our biggest cheerleader, right? Mm. Like, there are days where, I'm sure you've been there, you don't want to get up from bed yet. This morning. <laughs> to get, to yeah, what, what do you tell yourself to get up? I was like... You know, I mean, I have I have to work. You know, I have to I have to get on work, and I, you know, I'm of service to other people for my job. You know, so it's kind of bigger than ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? It's processing that grief, right? Because we've all gone through these stages of grief. We currently are grieving, or we're getting out of it, or we're about to get into it, and. I, say the word grief I also think of loss for example I was working in the aesthetic medicine industry prior to the pandemic and it's something that in a way I'm still in whenever I market a product like a skincare line or a shampoo line right it's not only to make your hair healthy and keep your skin healthy but it's also feeding into our vanity how you look is very much associated with how you feel it's a small percentage but it is it's about 10 percent an attribute to your happiness is uh, what i've read and what's been studied and so according to kubler ross the five stages of grief are denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance And some may add there's, which would be growth and contribution. Uh, Tony Robbins talks about that as one of the six human needs, growth and contribution. And so for you, what would you say is your contribution to this world? I say my contribution to this world, I would say, you know, I'd, I'd like to think helping other people move forward and grow and develop and you know i think adding adding massive value i think you know it is it's quite pure really isn't it i think a lot of people are still working solo like they're the visionary they're the artist they're the entrepreneurial and the operations and that's too many hats you know tony robbins might have started alone but he's invested and an owner and more than 100 companies 
and he has a team now. <laughs> Much needed, right? So if you're listening and you want to make a bigger impact and you're still just a one-person show, this is your sign to get a, an assistant or another person that could help you with your digital products and marketing so that you can get your message out there more effectively. How can my listeners find you? They can follow me on all major platforms, streaming services, uh, Apple Music, uh, you know, part, Spotify. So my podcast is the Positivity Podcast, and that's on YouTube as well. And on social media, Instagram is Positivity94. So that's my Instagram. It's the same for TikTok. Nice. So you're on TikTok now, huh? Yeah. I, you got to be I everywhere. To, yeah, I need to put it. I need to put more content on this. Being like, I think a month or so, but uh, I'm gonna put more on there. And then also, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And my name is Adam Paul P A double R P A double R. Everyone, okay. you asked me one about money, and I think like, you know, you asked me one about money, and I think like the people that I've spoken to, you know, have have done well in many areas, and I think. You know, money is a tool, really, I think. And I think if you're going to do something, it's not just the money and the main focus of the money. It's, you know, what are you doing to get that money? That's, you know, what what are you doing to attain that? And I think if your main pursuit and pursuit is the money, I think you have to be quite careful with that because sometimes people chase the money and they think that's going to buy them happiness. Short term, yes. Long term, maybe not. You know, it depends what you're doing. And if you have a passion for that thing, you know, that money will come naturally anyway. Right. That's so true. And, I, and I'm glad you added that point. Um, I had sent Adam some topics that I, I knew would be important to speak of. And uh, that, that was one of them. I'm glad we didn't miss it. And you got to do what you love and the money will follow. So part of the reason why... After writing the lyrics for Unbi Yon, uh, the first thing that came to my mind was impacting a billion people, a billion people. And as a result, the money will follow, um, be it a billion dollars or not. Uh, it'll get me closer to the lifestyle of my dreams for sure, nations to come. So that's why I'm saying, and hopefully this episode stresses that if you feel like you have a higher calling if you feel greater momentum after this talk and you're saying to yourself you know what maybe I should do more with my life maybe I should hire a team go for it because you can do it and I'm a Christian Catholic I believe that God that made me is the same God that made you and the talents that he put into me maybe different than the talents he put into you, but those are gifts and you need to explode that potential because what if the day of tomorrow you pass away, right? Like what do you want your obituary to say? Like what have you created in this lifetime? And when people pass by your tombstone, are they going to recognize your name or are you just going to be like everybody else who perhaps didn't explode their potential? Ed Milet says something beautiful. He says, my mission in life, like something I really want to do is 
I believe that the day I pass, I'm going to look at the person. God's going to present me with the person to its full potential. The He calls it the maxed out at my let. And uh, it would be a tragedy for me to meet that person and not come anywhere close to it. So that's a question I'm asking you right now. Do you think you're going to meet the person that you were meant to become? Or do you think you're going to be strangers and not recognize them at all? So I hope this inspires you somehow to take some sort of action. And uh, Adam, I would look forward to another episode. Yeah, same here. It's been great being a guest on your show, and um, I look forward to next time. Really grateful. Thank you. Perfect. Download the song Un Beyond by Enfermera Marisol for 99 cents on Apple Music. And I can't wait to have you on the show. Until next time. Un Beyond. <laughs> Soy chicana, México, América.